is the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons! Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. It is a Freaky Friday edition of the Feed 5 Podcast, and I'm bleeding! Medic, help! Uh, the opener between the Chiefs and Lions uh, plundered my bankroll, Lundy, so I'm already in full chase mode, although mandatory Montgomery was the only silver lining in that debacle of a game last night, I still cannot believe Detroit went in uh, in front of 70,000-plus raucous and rowdy Arrowhead fans with all the pomp and circumstance and celebration uh, from last year's title and the unveiling of the banner and all that jazz. Uh, and the Chiefs uh, really sunk up the joy, and it was uh, quite remarkable. Uh, they need Travis Kelsey back in a hellified hurry. Uh, because Kadarius Tony has no place right now being on an NFL roster along with many of those wide receivers. But I digress. Screw the senior circuit here for a moment. Let's make some college cash, my friend. Uh, my University of Illinois founding a lot in action tonight against the Kansas Jayhawks. I am going to refrain from taking a wager in that game, but eyeing the rest of the slate on Saturday. What stands out to you, my amigo? Oh, oh, so you're not you're not gonna let me take KU minus three because that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not touching it. I'm taking KU minus three, man. I, I I'll go ahead. I'm gonna give you two plays here off the top as we do some college cash. Right. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, take KU, lay the points, lay the three. You're fighting a lion eye, and I use the word fighting with air quotes. Um gave up. You gave up 28 points to Toledo. Oh, okay? Toledo's good. Toledo's a really good team. Put some respect yeah, but, on Toledo's but, name, but okay, continue. But hold, but hold on a minute. Your squad was supposed to be this good defensive yeah. stalwart. Yeah, and you gave yeah. up 28 points to Toledo. Uh, I have a feeling KU, uh, first of all, the team total for KU is at 30 and a half, and I'm not so sure I'm not taking the over on that too. Uh, but I'm going to lay the three points uh, with KU. Uh, but let me give you a fun one for college cash uh, for Saturday, Brad. I think this is hilarious. And this is sort of the, um, I, I don't know, every now and then you and I can find bets where we just go, oh, this is fun. Let's just have a good time with it. Brad, Ball State is taking on Georgia tomorrow. Uh, and, you know, it's it's the Bulldogs. And that's a damn good football team, right? The team total for Ball State is over under three and a half. Oh, That's wow. it. And I'll tell you what, I say the uh I, I I'm gonna go this is this is nuts. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna say that ball state can manage to get a touchdown on the board. It might be with 30 seconds to go in the fourth quarter, but I'm gonna play the over on the team total of three and a half. Now DK's got it juiced up a bit. It's minus 130 because there's other people that are as psychotic as I am that want to play this. But I am actually going to play the over on the team total. I'm going to say that the Bulldogs kind of back off towards the end, and they're like, yeah, go ahead, score, do whatever you want. 
Uh, yeah, with the uh, all-freshman team uh, likely going to be on the field at that juncture. So why the hell not? Ball out uh, with your balls out on the Fighting Football Cardinals, as David Letterman used to call them, uh, pride of Ball State University there in Muncie, Indiana. Uh, I am going to give you a little early bonus time. Yes, I do have a little bit of action on the Fighting Illini and Kansas Jayhawks game, but it's in the player props market, Lundy. Uh, if you look at Luke Altmeyer, the quarterback for the, my Fighting Illini, uh, the overrun on rush yards is just 22 and a half. And I say slam that over. Uh, it is minus 110 right now at BetMGM. If you have college player props available in your market, not every state has that. But all my ramp for a 69. Nice. Uh, yards last week against those. Put some damn respect on the Rockets' name, Toledo. And uh, that's kind of part of his game. He's uh, sneaky fast uh, and sneaky uh, good on the ground. And it's not like Kansas has got a stalwart defense by any stretch of the imagination. They're a bit of a turnstile. He's going to take advantage of what uh, the front line and linebacker core gives him, uh, whether on designed or opportunistic runs. So, uh, all buyer, I'll take the over 22 and a half rush yards in that game. Uh, my main college cash is NC State. Oh! All the Wolfpack. I'm going to take the points, a plus seven and a half against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And the reason why is this. Yes, uh, Notre Dame is a public favorite. Everybody and their great-grandmother right now, all the Golden Domers. And it's understandable. I mean, they've outscored the first two opponents 98-6. to That was Navy and Tennessee State. Uh, but the level of competition really ratchets up here because the Wolfpack has an outstanding defense. You saw on a display last week in their win against UConn and taking that 24 24- Four to fourteen. Uh, remember last year they were number thirty-five in the country in rush EPA defense and number nineteen and pass EPA defense. And I think that's starting to carry over. They got a lot of experience in the front line and especially in that secondary. Uh, so I think they're going to, you know, keep uh, Notre Dame somewhat honest. I'm picking them to win straight up, uh, but they do have a couple of days of extra rest. And I think they're going to keep this one nice and snug. Uh, so they will cover and uh, yar. Captain Hook could come into play here. Give me NC State plus seven and a half against Notre Dame. With those bets on the board, please, gambling gods, be kind to thee. Let's get after it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, uh, let's uh, first and foremost go with a juicy anytime touchdown prop. And I am going to throw a little action down on Anthony Richardson, uh, the former Florida Gator standout, uh, to score an anytime touchdown in his regular season debut for the Indianapolis Colts against those Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, look at that juice. Plus 230, best odds right now, available at Caesars Sportsbook. Here are your running backs. Uh, they're going to see some action more than likely for the Colts. Uh, it sounds like Deion Jackson's getting the start. Evan Hull's going to be in the mix. And Zach Moss, believe it or not, despite the broken forearm, could be healed enough that he could get a few touches in this game. Though it will probably be on a limited snap share. So full-blown RBBC, uh, which tells me that the RPO action is 
is going to be front and center, especially when Richardson is six foot four, 244 pounds. The guy was a running beast at the collegiate level, and he didn't play uh, in some low-level conference. He played in the damn SEC, again, with Florida there in Gainesville, and I think you're going to see him call his own number early and often in this one. Jacksonville, according to my buddy Mike Clay at ESPN, uh, ranks number 21 in terms of their interior line coming into the season. And that defense projected to be a bottom 10 unit in its entirety. Remember last year, uh, they gave up the Jaguars the third most rush yards to the quarterback position, surrendering 27.6. So if the Colts uh, knock at the door, I think you're going to see that RPO action and Richardson uh, keep ball to the belly and plow his way, Jalen Hurts style, into the end zone for six. And early bonus time, uh, Lundy, I also took the over on rush yards for Richardson when it opened at 42 and a half. And that number at most books has already jumped to 45 and a half, and I would still play it. I think he's going to get 50 plus yards on the ground along with a rushing TD. He may only throw for a buck 50, but fantasy-wise, it's a pretty damn good week one afternoon. So feed or follow the legs of Anthony Richardson, scoring on an anytime touchdown, plus 230 at Caesars. So I'll follow in terms of the juice that's there. It's probably a half-unit bet. I don't know that I'd fully do it. I'm a, I, I'm a bigger fan of the rush total, to be honest with mm. you, Brad. I, of, of the two that you've given out, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd rather play the over on the rush total. But sitting at, you know, almost two and a half to one, it's hard to ignore the juice that's available in Caesars for this particular bet. So I will play this one uh, for sure. Look at you teasing people with the banners on the bottom, telling everybody what's coming up. Look, look at you teasing. Yeah, I hit the wrong button because I got to update the line. We got some movement. Uh, but what's going to move is Richardson's legs in the stinking end zone. Number four. All right, there it is. I already teased it. Uh, kind of a subtle tease there on the on the down low, on the hush-hush. Uh, but Desmond Ritter, the line opened at 200.5 pass yards. I slammed the under uh, at BetMGM yesterday. Uh, that line has come down. Uh, again, we always tape uh, this Fade 5 episode on a Friday. It's at 197.5. Uh, still at BetMGM, and that is the highest line in the industry. So if you are with me on this, under for the Atlanta Falcons quarterback, uh, I'd say uh, go to BetMGM right now and play it at that minus 115. Some of the other books uh, have this as low as 180.5. And honestly, I think it's where the line should be. Uh, and I would still play the under because I think he winds up uh, between 170 and 175 rush yards in or pass yards, I should say, in this game. Uh, you look at Desmond Ritter. Uh, last season, uh, you know, only uh, four games in which he had 26 or more pass attempts. It was mainly Marcus Mariota under center for this franchise. He averaged just 6.2 pass yards per attempt. Yeah, he completed 63.5% of his passes. But this is a run-heavy team. It's going to be a whole lot of Bijan, a whole lot of Algier as well, and that one-two punch on the ground. Uh, don't believe me? Well, look at the numbers from a season ago. The coaching staff still intact. Atlanta had the second lowest pass percentage, only calling some of those airborne plays 44.7% of the time. 
a year ago. So it's all about grounding and pounding. And they got a top five offensive line, in my opinion, uh, really intact and congealed and coming back. Uh, and you're going against Carolina. Uh, Carolina last season, respectable secondary, uh, middle of the pack ranking entering this year in Carolina uh, allowed just 7.07 pass yards per attempt a season ago. Marcus Mariota was uh, the Atlanta quarterback in the pair of matchups against the Panthers last year. He soared over this in one game going for 253, but went well under in the other one at 186. I think it's going to be more of the latter than the former for Desmond Ritter. Give me the under 197.5 pass yards against the Panthers. Minus 115 at BetMGM. Lundy, pay to follow. Um, I like this one, but tell you what, let's go ahead and correlate it together because I just pulled this one up and I like the fact that the juice is only at a minus 105. So I'm going to tie another one in here. Give me the under on his pass attempts which sits mm. at 27 and a half because Ooh. I'm with you. This is going to be a ground game. This is going to be a ground team. So in addition to the under on his passing yards, yes, I liked it better when it was up at two bills and it was up at 200 just because you get that cushion. But let me go ahead and correlate with this one because he sits at 27 and a half pass attempts. That's at DraftKings. That's what I pulled up here while you were talking. And it's actually juiced to the over. I'm going the other direction. Give me the minus 105 on the under 27 and a half pass attempts. Brad, I think he's going to finish the game right around 23 or 24. I don't even think this is going to be a sweat in the fourth quarter. I think they are going to continuously hand the ball off as much as they possibly can, and they're not going to try to put too much on Ritter here in game one. Oh, Ritter me this, Ritter me that. Uh, I think he is going to make my wallet fat. Bet on the under. Number three. All right, numero trace here on the feed five countdown today. A rub a dub dub. Uh, hop aboard the old chub club. And uh, yeah, I'm going to grind on a brass pole in regards to Nick Chubb and the over 12 and a half receiving yards against uh, the rival Bengals. They're in the intrastate battle uh, to lead off here week one for the Cleveland Browns. Minus 115 on that Chubb prop available at draft. Kings. Uh, and I think Chubb's role as a pass catcher is really going to ramp up this year. Remember, uh, no Kareem Hunt, uh, still a free agent on the open market, uh, probably going to sign at some point here during the regular season. Uh, but Chubb last year, number 32, that's it, among running backs, in target share percentage and number 28 in a route run percentage. Uh, I think those numbers are going to climb. I think he's going to be top 15. And both of those, assuming he plays a full slate of games, the only average 12.8 routes run per contest a season ago. I think it's going to be more around 15 to 17 in that category this year. He averaged uh, respectable 8.9 yards per catch a uh, season ago. And also against the Bengals in a pair of matchups, he was under in one game, only had one catch for three yards. But over in another one, he had three for 20 Cincinnati did allow 4.4 receptions and 30.8 receiving yards per game to the running back position. So pulling it all together, rub-a-dub-dub, get that bottle service behind the velvet rope at the Chubb Club. Uh, give me the over 2.5 receiving yards. Again, Cincy, minus 115 at DraftKings. A Lundy, fade or follow. Bottle service is so overrated at the club. 
All right. It's expensive. There is, there is absolutely no reason for you to be spending $300 for a bottle of Sky Vodka. Okay. Let me just be, let's hold on a minute here. Why in the world would you be dropping that kind of coin just to get a bottle? You can take a walk a block and a half off the strip into I mean, and I'm talking dive territory because Brad and I have been there together and go to the liquor store and find yourself a bottle of Sky and you're probably going to spend $19 on it. Skip what you get in the club. That said, let's get Nick Chubb to cash us a ticket. Brad is already chasing after what happened in Thursday night football. So folks, uh, everything you hear, and, and by the way, so am I because Skymore sucks. Um, but uh, 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 take everything we've got here with a grain of salt, okay? Because Thursday night football really, really killed us. Uh, and look, as a Broncos fan, I'm perfectly happy to watch the Chiefs' party get pissed on uh, by de- the Detroit Lions. But uh, be careful with some of these bets because Brad is already on tilt and we're only one game into the season. Oh, leading, leading, tilting, tilting. Get me right, please, Nick Chubb. Number two. All right, Numero Dos here, all the Fade of Five podcast. One of the most interesting bets uh, that I have come across in the player props market here, NFL Week One, is Jamal Williams for any time touchdown against the Tennessee Titans, plus 150. <laughs> yeah, baby, let's get seduced. By that juice at BetMGM. Why is this way interessante? Well, if you uh, search out at some of the other books, it is a very wide juice disparity right now on this wager. MGM, best odds in the business at plus 150. FanDuel, the worst odds in the business. And that number, minus 140. Cray cray. Take advantage of that uh, very juicy number available at BetMGM. Why? Alvin Kamara, uh, not going to play. Suspended. Uh, Kendra Miller, uh, we'll see if he goes. But probably going to be on a snap count because of his injuries. And he's been practicing very sparingly this week. Which means Williams is going to be the main man. And if this offense can move the ball down the field and probably be able to do so vertically... Anywhere close to the end zone, uh, Williams is a bloodhound. He's got to sniff the chalk. He's got to find it, and he's got to splash six because he did that so often last year as a member of the Green Bay Packers. 14 of his 17 touchdowns, Lundy, that he scored came inside the four-yard line. So he is uh, the definition of a goal-line gremlin. And somebody could certainly get it done. Uh, he was number two in total red zone touches a year ago with the Packers. He had 57 overall. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, the uh, Titans have a very talented uh, defensive line. Uh, they have the 10th best projected interior line, according to Mike Clay. They only allowed seven touchdowns and 3.38 yards per carry to the running back position. But the weakness defensively of Tennessee, again, is in that secondary. And I think Chris Olave is going to be able to get some chunk gains. Maybe Michael Thomas has a resurrection of sorts in this game. Jawan Johnson, the tight end, can maybe move the chains for Derek Carr. And if they get inside the 10-yard line, you know ball to the belly is going to Jamal Williams. He's going to have some opportunities to 
butch one in. And I say, he does, damn it, because I'm at full chase mode and I need it. Uh, Jamal Williams, anytime touchdown against the Titans, plus 150 at MGM. Lundy. Fade or follow. I'm just enjoying today's pod, man. I got to be honest with you. I don't give a shit whether I fade or follow on any of these. I'm just enjoying the fact that you are on full blown tilt. And I'm pissed has, off. And there has only been 60 minutes of football played this season. Ugh. And dude is already. Folks, are you paying attention to this? Dude is off his rocker already. He's He's lost it. And you wait until KU beats Illinois tonight, and then it's going to be even worse. Dude. Suicidal if that happens. Oh, my goodness. This is nuts. How much – you posted it on social media last night. How much of that Casamigos did you finish? Uh, half a bottle. Uh, I felt really good last night. Not so <laughs> great this morning uh, when I had to hop into my car at 7 a.m. and drive two and a half hours to the Windy City. Oh, my goodness. I was at a charity event last night where the gin and tonics were flowing like oh. Niagara Falls. Right. So I, uh, uh, I'm i with you. The only difference is at least mine had some tonic in it, so I got a little bit of hydration. You're just going straight up Tekla. Um, all right, fine. Give me Jamal Williams for a touchdown. I, I mean, at this point, this is just pure comedy. I'm going to follow just because at some point your tilt is going to pay off. That's all I know. Oh, please go down the throat on Yeho Smooth, Jamal Williams, and any time touchdown. Number one. Hey, Mr. DJ. Oh, yeah, let's pate with DJ Moore. Uh, I'm going to try to bury my Bears bias as much as I can, though I am sporting a Walter Payton sweetness shirt as I am taping the Fade 5 podcast here on YouTube. Uh, but I do love some DJ Moore uh, against the rival Green Bay Packers. Uh, ticker, tickets on the secondary market here in Chicago are going for obscene money because Bear fans are like, Aaron Rodgers is gone! Hallelujah! We got a chance to win! Uh, so as a result, uh, DJ Moore, give me the over three and a half receptions against the Green Bay Packers minus 115. There at BetMGM. Why am I high on this? It's all about establishing a rhythm, a flow uh, for Justin Fields as a passer. I think it's going to be a point of emphasis. A lot of people have been questioning, oh, he, he looked horribly inaccurate last year. Uh, a far cry from the quarterback that we saw at the Ohio State. Uh, a lot of people doubting him, questioning him. And I think first play of the game will be some kind of design screen, kind of what we saw in the preseason to none other than DJ freaking Moore. So you could get one catch straight away on the Bears' first offensive possession in this contest. And I just need in three more after that to cash this over. Um, he is expected to get uh, kind of a double dose uh, occasionally for Azul Douglas, Jair Alexander. I don't think he's uh, going to be fixed on one guy. Douglas last season uh, gave up a 65.3 catch percentage uh, to his assignments. Alexander, an outstanding cover corner, along with just 55.1 catch percentage to his shadows. But uh, you look at uh, DJ Moore, uh, Carolina quarterbacks, when they target him, only posted an 80.0 passer rating. So he goes from one horrible quarterback situation to a more promising one. And I think you're going to see more of the Buckeyes version of Fields in the opener than last year's that was uh, so leg-dependent. Uh, Fields, uh, number 27 uh, overall in terms of uh, attempts. 
Uh, and so he didn't really pass the ball a, a ton. And he was uh, just number 31 in just completion percentage. But again, they want to build his confidence and get him going out of the gate. And no way you can do that without uh, feeding DJ Moore the ball immediately. So I, I think that you know, early catch is going to springboard more and have another three, maybe four receptions in this game. I'm not paying attention to the yards. I'm just worried about the receptions and that over three and a half against the arch rival Green Bay Packers. Numero uno here on the fade five minus 115 at bet MGM Lundy. Am I still tilting? Yes. Yes. You're out of you're out of control, dude. You're totally tilting. But like I said, sometimes when you're on tilt, good shit happens. And so uh, I, I actually I, I do like this one uh, in all honesty because of what you said right at the beginning. At towards the end, it was just kind of a verbal vomit uh, that you had. I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. there was some there was something about being twenty seventh in something. I, I don't know what yeah. the hell you were talking about. But what you Pass did say is what you did say at the start is actually why I love this one. I think Chicago wants to come out and establish Justin Fields. I have said that I actually believe that a lot of the pundits are underrating Chicago this year. I really do. Do I think they're going to win the division? No, I don't. But I think they're going to be a hell of a lot more competitive, and I think they're going to surprise people in some of these games. I have a lot of stock in season-long fantasy in Justin Fields in a number of leagues, and it's because they may not win the games, but that's not what I freaking need in fantasy. What I need are stats, and I think Justin Fields is going to get them for me. So um, I, I, I like this one because I do believe right out of the gate, especially against Green Bay, that they are going to try to establish Justin Fields as best as they possibly can. So I, I like this one a lot. I can see why this is number one. It's definitely my favorite of the props that you've thrown out. So despite your tilting, despite your hangover, all of that, I do believe that you're going in the right direction, especially here with DJ Moore. That's the reason he's number one. Yeah, crank the volume, Mr. DJ. And uh, we're going to crank the volume with some additional wagers here. It's bonus time. Lundy, you got the floor. Feed me. Uh, all right, let's lock and load. First of all, I will throw. I told you, Brad already. Brad's a quitter. Uh, I told you that. Brad's a quitter. Uh, he has given right. up on Major League Baseball. I Correct. am not. So just let me throw a quick one out there for you. Uh, Six forty Eastern time here on Friday. Uh, the White Sox, the Southsiders, are on the road. They're taking on uh, the Detroit Tigers. Uh, I'm just taking Chicago straight on the money line. I think they're going to pull the upset. I, I, I think I saw it earlier this morning at about plus 115. Um, give me just give me the Sox, um, like I said, straight up on the money line. Clevenger's on the bump, which I know is a bit of a gamble. I'm rolling the dice on that one, but I will take Chicago on the road against Detroit. Let me go to college football. I already gave you my pick for tonight, for Friday night. Let me give you a, uh, a two-legger uh, for tomorrow. This These are alt spreads, folks. Uh, first of all, uh, I basically can pay for my daughter's college for what I was able to unload my Nebraska CU tickets for tomorrow. And folks, I'm not kidding for what I was able to sell the tickets for. There are... It, it, Right now, it is three times as much to get into the CU Nebraska game tomorrow in Boulder as it is to see the Broncos and Raiders on Sunday. God, it is three times as expensive to get in the door at Folsom Field as it is to see the Broncos and Raiders on Sunday. That's how insane it is in Boulder. And as much as I would love to go see Prime, 
I like having cash in my pocket instead. It's paying for all of my ridiculousness that happened last night, but I digress. Two-leg alt total. Lost in everything that CU pulled off last week is the fact that Texas State beat Baylor. Yeah. They beat Baylor in Waco. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, so give me Texas State on an alt line. They're traveling. They're taking on UTSA. It's not very big travel, obviously, to get to San Antonio, but they're taking on the Roadrunners. Uh, so give me Texas State plus 17 and a half, and then give me Nebraska plus seven and a half. I know what Dion was able to do on the road uh, against TCU, but TCU's defense in that game was like a wet Kleenex. Nebraska's defense, I think, is going to be better. I think they're going to keep this close. I do think Dion's got a great chance of starting off his career in Boulder 2-0, and but I think Nebraska keeps it within a touchdown. So again, Texas State plus 17.5, Nebraska plus 7.5. Those are both alt lines at DraftKings. That gets you to a plus 180. So not too shabby uh, of a play there on that one. Let me give you a couple more plays on Sunday that I like. I don't even care what you can find the spread at. Lay the points with Seattle. The Rams suck. Okay, the Rams are a problem right now, and I will happily lay the points. I've pretty much seen it between four and a half, five and a half. It's bounced around. I will lay the points. I think Seattle wins by at least a touchdown. And then, Brad, we were talking about Atlanta and we were talking about Desmond Ritter. If you're going to do that, Bijan Robinson. All right. Ooh. His rush attempts number opened at 13 and a half. It has wow. jumped. It has jumped to 15 and a half, and I would still play the over. I think they're going to try to cram the ball into his belly as hard as possible and as often as possible. So I am still going to play the over on that one. Standard juice is in play. And then, Brad, I saw this number, and I I, uh, I saw it from the guys at, at CBS Sportsline. I wish I could remember who wrote about it because I'd like to give him credit. But if you take week one division underdogs, OK, so when there's a divisional matchup week one, the uh, underdogs are are hitting against the spread at a north of 70 percent clip when that happens in week one. And I want to say this number is over the course of the last nine or 10 seasons that this has happened. It's pretty remarkable. I don't know how much confidence I have in all the different divisional rivalries. We've got Cleveland and Cincinnati. We've got Vegas and Denver. But the one that I do really like takes us to Sunday night football. Give me the Giants plus three and a half. I think they're going to cover, and they might even beat the Cowboys on Sunday night. I think there's a reason that NBC and the NFL are popping that game into primetime for us. I think it's going to be a good game, but I'm going to take – I'm not quite to the point of taking the Giants on the money line, but I do believe they cover in that game against Dallas. So I will take them plus the three and a half. I will have plenty more plays. You'll see those on social media, and they, of course, will be up on the spreadsheet by the time you are waking up on Sunday morning. I yield the floor to the gentleman from Illinois. All right, on a time cruncher, so we're going to rapid fire style. Let's go to the Team Huevos Parlay play of the day, and uh, this is not an SGP. Uh, let me go ahead and eliminate that here real quick. Uh, editing on the fly. It is a full-blown parlay on the alt-line market, which can build there at DraftKings with some of the alternative thresholds. Raheem Mostert, 50-plus rush yards. Tony Pollard, 50-plus rush yards. And Kenneth Walker the third. Despite the tender going, I'm not too worried about it. I think he's still going to go, and I still think he's going to get pretty close to full 
complimented touches, 50-plus yards, plus a very nice 169 uh, there at DK. Uh, Mostert should be able to get this with uh, relative ease. Uh, remember, no Jeff Wilson Jr. He's on IR. Uh, they're going to work in uh, the Devin A-chain as well uh, in this game. Remember, Miles Gaskins uh, no longer part of this franchise. Uh, last season, which he played at least 65% of the snaps, uh, he went over 50 yards in four of the five matchups. I know there's question marks over the offensive line, uh, but he was a yards after contact beast. The Chargers stink on that front line. They gave up five points in shirts per carry over 127 rush yards per game. That's going to be a bugaboo for them yet again. Uh, Pollard, I think, will soar past this. He's got to get 70% of the opportunity share uh, on Sunday night against the G-Men. Uh, he did this, I believe, in both games against New York last year. And the Giants, I believe, are going to have a bottom half interior line. So, uh, another guy who was the yards after contact monster, missed tackle machine. Uh, he will pile up the yards in the ground. Really, the X factor is with Kenneth Walker the third. Uh, should be a positive game script against the Rammies. Uh, Going to be working in some sort of concert with Zach Charbonnet, the rookie of UCLA. Uh, but Walker, a guy in his own right, was a yak. Uh, beast uh, compiling 3.16 in that category, number 10 in missed tackles force as well, and went for at least 50 plus in nine of 16 games in LA last year. 4.25 yards per carry allowed to the running back position. So there's your team, Huevos, parlay play of the day. Uh, elsewhere in bonus time, uh, Lundy, I got to get some action on Nebraska, Colorado, because it's the highest handle, uh, no matter if you're talking about pro or college football. In the known universe, uh, here's how I'm going to play it on the SGP. Give me the buffs on the money line. I agree. Taking Nebraska up is probably the smart move, but Colorado, I still think, wins this game. I can't fade prime after doubting him last week, so hopefully he's not going to piss on my parade. And I'm going to take the over on an alt total of 48 and a half. I think defense at times uh, in this game will be at a premium, especially uh, when Colorado is trying to wrap dudes up. So uh, Matt Rule has got to really spread it out, and I think Nebraska's offense will show up in, in some capacity. So uh, the overhits on that outline, 48.5, Colorado on the money line. Put those two together on SGP at BetMGM, plus 115. Uh, elsewhere in the NFL, uh, rapid fire, three more player props that I'm digging in on. Number one, Geno Smith over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 140 against those Rammies. I uh, love that. I know they're just a little bit higher there. If you want to parlay with some, I totally get it. Uh, but he did uh, throw for at least two more touchdowns in 13, 18 games last year. Number 10 in red zone attempts. And number 17, yeah, I'm the back there in red zone completion percentage. Uh, but this is uh, an exposable secondary uh, projected to be the worst in the National Football League. And uh, Smith and Jigba is going to play in this game to go along with uh, the usual suspects there. Uh, that are catching passes in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So I think Geno's got to throw for at least two TDs. Uh, also in the Dallas Giants game, I like the over on C.D. Lamb receiving yards, 71 and a half. That's a minus 115 and a variety of books. A uh, guy that primarily plays in the slot for the Cowboys. Uh, he had the six most slot snaps in the league last year. He was number eight in route win percentage, number six in yards per route run. Going to get a lot of a Dory Jackson in the slot. Well, Jackson was good in the eight games that he played last year, yeah, giving up just an 85.3 uh, pass rate his assignments. But Lamb went for 87 and 106 in a pair of matchups against the G-Men. He will sail past the 71 
and a half yards needed. And then finally, uh, Lundy, uh, I don't care what the line is on Cortland Sutton receiving yards. It's not been posted yet. I'm taking the over. Jerry Judy's iffy. He could play, but he could play some limited snaps. And Cortland Sutton is going to get a lot of the former fighting Illini, Nate Hobbs, uh, who last season is a member of the Las Vegas Raiders, a 108.1 pass rating allowed, and a 70.0 flat catch percentage he surrendered. So uh, I know a lot of those unrealized air yards, uh, Sutton was number 17 in that category, could become realized out of the gate as him and Russell Wilson instantly connect with that long drink of water that Sutton is at six foot three. I, I don't care what the receiving yards number is. I think it's going to be 75 plus in the opener against the rival Raiders. All right. On this longer edition, a bonus time edition of the fade five podcast. That is a wrap. Uh, do us a favor. Would you kindly, if you enjoy this broadcast, uh, drop us a little bit of a thumbs up, buddy. Yeah, man. On our YouTube channel. Uh, also, rate and review us uh, in traditional podcast forms wherever you are consuming and downloading this show. Also, fade or follow us on the X or the Twitter uh, at Nate Lundy. All his free spreadsheet picks there. I have like 40 tickets open because, again, I'm in full chase mode at Noisy Huevos for the wonderful and incomparable Nate Lundy. I'm Brad Evans. As always, until next time, feed or follow that is up to you. I-L-L! Don't suck.